Hello and welcome to my podcast, Voices, with me, Sally Morgan. But you may know me best as Psychic Sally. In this series, I will be speaking to strong, powerful, inspirational people about their lives. So my whole message is just be kind online. Well, not even just online, be kind anyway, but just be kind. I don't get why. I mean, life's hard enough. I do believe that hurt people hurt people and there must be something hurting these people that want to inflict that onto others. Today, I'm talking to Bobby Norris. Hello, Bobby. Hello, how are you, my love? I'm all right, my darling, and it's so good of you to um, talk to me. And you're such an interesting person. I've been absolutely um, waiting for this forever. We've been trying to fit you in, and um, I know that your schedule is crazy. So I'm very, very grateful that you've you fitted me in, darling. No worries. Like you say, I've been wanting to do this for so long with you. And like you say, diary-wise, we finally made it work. So I'm so excited. We, we have. Um, one of the th- – I think, you know – What's really interesting about you is how, at the moment, now, and definitely for the future, your life is so eclectic. But I'd love to go back to, um, really, the beginning of TOWIE, really, because that's how you came on the scene for us, anyway, for the general public. How did that happen? I mean, how does... How do you get onto TOWIE? What what happened? There you are, a regular guy, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into the spotlight and you become one of the major characters um, in, in the series. What happened? How did you get it? So it's so strange, really, but, I mean, you know now I'm so spiritual and I believe I'm such a big believer in fate and that things were meant to be. And um, basically a couple of my friends was out and had said, oh, come and meet us. And I had no intention of, of going out. I was like, no, I, I just split up with a boyfriend at the time, wanted to go home. I was like, nah, I'm going to have a bath, have a bath bomb, and I'm just chilling. There's like, no, come out, come meet us, just come for one drink. So long story short, went to this bar, and uh, the crew had been filming up the road. And as I went to the bar and ordered a round of drinks for us, got speaking to a producer, and swapped cards I was given a card they said oh we're filming up the road like the show had only been on like 11 months I think at the time so it was still such a new thing and um didn't really think much of it went into an office to to meet the the gang on Tuesday and about 10 days later was on the show and filming and amazing just like meant to be wasn't it? it was meant to be meant to be yeah absolutely and, and what, what how for you um because I've experienced this a little bit when you're sort of thrown into, you could almost say, fame. How did that affect you as a person? Because you're a really, really down-to-earth, lovely guy. How did fame affect you? Do you know what? I think I feel fortunate that I've always had a little bit of a thick skin, which I kind of think you definitely need to have in this industry. And you kind of need to be able to to take on board people's opinions. And we all have opinions. And Mm. I'm... I just think I'm, I'm kind of lucky that I can handle what people have to say. And I've been so fortunate, like for the first, I'd say, so I've done the show for nine years now. So maybe for the first seven years, really, I just had the the nicest experience, really. Like the nation was just so kind that used to watch the show. We'd love to to speak to, to fans in, in the street and on the train and hear what they had to say. And really, I'd say the first seven years was a complete dream. 
Um, and then kind of social media went a little bit dark mm. a couple of years mm. ago. And I think... So like, is that really when you're saying for the first seven years, that was incredible? What happened after that? Was it all to do with social media? Yeah, and I mean, I'm certainly not bashing social media. I, I love it. And uh, I, I'd say as a whole, it's an amazing time. I mean, we can connect with people around the world and we're able to, during lockdown, connect like this, which is amazing. So... As a whole, it's an amazing thing. But I'd say a couple of years ago, the social media kind of changed mm-hmm. and we kind of got the, the the birth and the generation of trolls that think that they can say absolutely anything they want. Um, again, not so much as I was saying earlier about opinions. This kind of becomes a threatening thing, a homophobic thing and things that you would never think twice about saying to someone in the street. And uh, I'm not sure what made social media change in that sense, but it definitely did, um, which was kind of what then made me think, you know, this this isn't right. I get so many messages from people since speaking out about it, saying that, that they go through the same. And I think a massive um, misconception is that it's only people off the telly that get trolled, and it's really not. So many people are living with it. And it is, it's, it's bullying people. And some people don't want to go to work or go to school and, some people devastatingly self-harm and I've had messages from people that people have sadly even taken their own lives because it's got to a point that they didn't feel they could carry on. Um, so my whole message is just be kind online. Well, not even just online, be kind anyway, but just be kind. I don't get why, I mean, life's hard enough for people, you know. I don't get what people get from trying to hurt people but I do believe that hurt people hurt people and there must be something hurting these people that want to inflict that onto others definitely and do you think that your campaign has it changed the trolling for you I mean are you are you still on a because I know what trolling's like we are you know just my, my my subject matter I've always been trolled ever since there's been social media it's not just been recently it's been forever but do you do you find that your campaign because you've got this amazing campaign and you're you know so honest and open about it because a lot of people with trolling you 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 will know this they sort of go into hiding don't they they think that hiding away from it and not speaking out about it makes it go away when in fact we we all know that it makes it 10 times worse so since your campaign has been going how how do you think it's changed has it changed your life or other people around you i would say which ironically there's there's a strange part of it which has kind of made it worse but I think in terms of when I say that it's people that might not have even been trolling me before but because there's this group of trolls that actually get some kind of enjoyment from doing this so even the ones that never trolled me before but because I've kind of become the face of trying to change the law and, and make it not acceptable I think they're kind of thinking, right, this geezer's going to end our fun. And um, so they come a little bit harder now because they kind of think, right, actually, no one was really saying much about it. And now he's going to Parliament, he's been to Downing Street and he's making, he's making a change. And touch when I genuinely believe I will get there one day with two years in, but if it takes another two years, I'll do it. Um, so for that so side... What, so, so, sorry, I was just gonna, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but with with... Downing Street and government and Parliament and making it a law. What have you actually? What headway have you made made there? What are they going to change? So I think it's such a massive 
can of worms. And although social media has been around for a few years, it, it's still relatively new and the law hasn't had a chance to catch up yet. That's why the kind of the laws aren't in place for social media because 10 years ago, this wasn't a problem. Um, so I'd had my original debate in Parliament about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Incredible. Isn't that amazing? If you, did you yeah. ever think you'd get a debate in Parliament? Never in you, a million years. How right. amazing is that? That's just wonderful. And, and it mean, is so important to me, I kind of think, you know, to be as privileged as I am to do the job I do, I think if you have a voice and a platform for me, I want to use that to help people because I know how many people are going through it. And like I say, I'm fortunate enough to know I do have a thick skin. And although some things people say, of course they hurt, I'm strong enough to deal with it. I mean, I shouldn't have to. No one should. But I can. But there are people out there that can't. And everyone's always one comment or one message away from maybe not being able to handle it. So it's for other people that I do do it. And in lockdown, I was contacted again by Parliament saying, obviously, because of social distancing and the lockdown, we can't do it in Parliament, but we want to do it virtually. So I had another meeting with some MPs, which is great that they've acknowledged, even during a global pandemic, that something needs to be done. Because I think, and the, the strangest thing of all, you would think during a time like this, the year we've had, that people would be coming together. And I think as a whole, we really have seen amazing things from people. There's, we really have seen the good in people, but there has been a dark side too, and it's kind of trolls have become a lot worse. And I don't know if it's mm. because they're not working. If I mean, if I sat here and tried to work out why they did it, I mean, I could be here for days, and I really don't know why. I wish I did. Um, but there's something. But I think it. what you said earlier, talking about why people do it, I think you're right. Hurt people want to hurt other people and definitely the lockdown without a doubt has made trolling I believe and bullying virtual bullying far far worse absolutely like they're, they're lashing out and I think because maybe mm. people weren't leaving house wasn't going to work wasn't going to school anything like that um so I'm grateful that parliament have acknowledged and looked at it again and I think when I last heard from them when I was speaking to them it's now a matter of there was looking at the next level so it now becomes as a technology thing how they can go about managing this and setting laws and legislations um and then the, the extended part of it but i mean it's amazing that they can they've set up and said look you know what this isn't right and we know something needs to be done well this is you you see what's what your fame has done for you it's given you a voice and Actually, you're going to help hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. You've given um, so many people a voice to do with trolling, to do with bullying, to do with basically these people. In fact, um, I think that uh, there there isn't a word that's hard enough to describe them, I don't think, because uh, it's almost as if they get tremendous pleasure out of it, isn't it? Absolutely, and... uh... That's the saddest thing of all. I do think they, they really do get fun from it. And uh, I, I just think if, if we could eliminate that as a, as a whole, social media could, could be a much more positive place. But we never will. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there has to be laws. There, 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 there has to be boundaries 
that if one if someone crosses that boundary then they have the full force of the law on them and i think in a case like this um you know what we're going to call it bobby's law <laughs> i mean <laughs> can you imagine um, for me my, my thing is so and i know it's going to be so hard to police so baby steps and all that and, and great that they're they're understanding that something does need to be done but as a whole even until law is passed i don't get why social media companies which are huge global firms worth millions and billions of pounds aren't making it harder for people like if i go to a supermarket and try and get a a nectar card or a club card i have to give more information to the supermarket than i do to any of these social media providers to get an account which i can access anyone anywhere around the world and if you do something or you say something wrong if if they do think it's bad enough to delete your account, which doesn't happen a lot, um, which is the strange thing, what their guidelines are, I don't know. But so many times I've had fans message me going, I've tried to report this comment I've seen. Or when if I'm doing a live on social media and people have reported it and the companies come back and they go, actually, they didn't break the guidelines, which questions what do you have to do? But if you do have your account suspended or deleted, they just get another email address, which takes them about three minutes. And, mm. and they're back on there within 10 minutes. So there, there's no there's no kind of worry there or repercussion to, to not do it. So then they just think, right, if I get deleted, I'll start again. So I think even just making the way we get social media accounts, we should be more accountable for our online definitely. presence. Well, that's definitely, that's you that's doing that, darling. And I just think it's wonderful. And, um, you know... You you deserve a knighthood. So. <laughs> oh bless you! Um, what what what? We're just going back, just just retracing a little bit here. Going back to um, reality TV, which I love. What advice would you give to people wanting to do reality TV? Um, oh, good question. My biggest piece of advice would always be, which sounds strange for reality TV, but be yourself. I think so many people try and. And you see on so many reality shows now, try and be something they think that the public's going to want or what they like. But people aren't silly now. Reality TV's been around long enough now that viewers that sat at home can look at something on a screen and know if you're being disingenuous or not. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be on reality TV, amazing, but be real, be yourself, because you know what, at least you've not got anything to kind of to keep up that there's no there's no illusion like you just be you and be the best version of you and do you know what and, and own own what you think and what you feel because ultimately that's what reality tv is yeah. i think the minute people go down the route of trying to have game plans and manipulate things it becomes the beginning of the end from really because people aren't silly darling number one is the new perfume by sally morgan Fresh and floral fragrance with a sensual, subtle, musky base. Just £15 and the perfect size bottle to pop in your handbag. Available exclusively at sallymorgan.tv. Darling number one. For you, what what do you see for yourself in the future? Where, if you could... Um, be anywhere or do anything or have 
um, something so special in your future, uh, apart from what I already know in my head, because I know you'd love a family, but apart from that, what, where do you see your future? Oh, I'm so grateful for reality TV. Like, I love it. it. It's given me the the career I've had for nine years and I've, I've met some amazing people and been to some amazing places. And I've been fortunate over the last couple of years to start doing bits of presenting and I really, really like the hosting and the presenting stuff. So if reality TV ended tomorrow, that would very much be the route I'd like to go down, I think. Well, I think that you'd be, you know, just talking to you here, I mean, you know, you're intelligent, you're on point, you've got your, I won't even like, it's too negative to say your opinions because to be opinionated can be sound quite negative, but you've got the, this amazing advice for everyone. And I just think that presenting, you'd be amazing at that, wouldn't you? I, you, I you, absolutely you, oh, you love really it. would. And, and I think you. I can definitely see that. You know, there's a Sally Morgan prediction there, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, um, is there anybody, is there anybody out there, um, famous or not, that inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. Who inspires me? You know, I'm inspired by anyone that, that kind of gets up and follows their dream, which I know sounds a bit cheese on toast. But regardless of whatever industry anyone's from, I think anyone that kind of has that dream and gets up and wants to do something about it and doesn't care what people say about it, you know, if you really want to do something, get up and do it. And if someone might not, do you know what I mean? If someone wants to laugh at someone's dreams, I think, do you know, it takes some courage to, to kind of do that and some bravery. So, But what's, yeah. what's really interesting with you, because I think that you are incredibly inspirational. Okay, with just the way that you talk and how you see things and how you you're a very forgiving person as well. I mean, you've been talking about horrendous things that have happened, and at the same time, you're saying, but there are many lovely people out there, which is really nice, you know, to have that balance. And it's interesting for me, um, interviewing different people that are inspirational, because I think that inspirational people find it at times very difficult to say who inspires them because you are the one out there inspiring so that that doesn't surprise me and um you definitely inspire me there's no doubt about that um looking at your looking at your your normal regular life which is being at home having a partner having a hubby or whatever and children um who are you who are you who who are you with at the moment who who comforts you who loves you at the moment who's around you at home so i've got Amazing family, like my mum and dad are both incredible, um, love them to bits, um, my partner Matt, and I, I don't have brothers or sisters, but the family I do have, and my friends as well, I think, do you know what, your, your friends are, there's a lot to be said for them, I think especially when you're an only child, I'm very much a social person, so, so my friends are really important to me. And I think, do you know, you're halfway there in life, if you've got people around you that love and care for you, you're laughing. And how does Matt feel about you being on TV and everything? The thing is, I've only known Matt since I've done this, so he doesn't really know any different. Um, I mean, and he's great with it. Like, he's so understanding and he's, he's done the odd little bit on the show. Um, but he completely gets that it's my job, and I know it, it's not the, the most normal of jobs. Um and it is quite happy because I'm a chatter. Do you know, if someone comes up to me in Sainsbury's <laughs> and I'm picking up my Cravendale and someone wants to talk about the show, I'll be stood there for 15 minutes. Obviously, social distance during these times. 
But I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and chew the cud with anyone. And I love people. People fascinate me. I'm like, I'm a people watcher. I can sit there with a coffee and watch the world go by. And in my head, I like to imagine what their life is, what they do. Like, I'm, I'm very much one of them. So it's really good. And I think that's really important. Like, for your partner to kind of support what anyone does for a living, really. Definitely. And do you think that, because at the moment, or well, let's hope it carries on like this as well, you've been getting really fit, as in exercise and conscious about what you're eating to stay healthy. Have you done that with Matt? Has he been doing that with you? Or is it because Matt inspired you to do that? What? Where did all of a sudden, the because you before you, you sort of got all your lovely muscles that are just absolutely gorgeous. You are a little bit of eye candy for me, just to let you know that. <laughs> oh, thanks, um, yeah, definitely. Um, what sort of made you think, do you know what, I want to get fitter? What, what did that? Do you know what, I'll be really honest, I've never had a good relationship with fitness really um, growing up. I was never big into sports or anything like that. Um, most boys was going White Hart Lane or West Ham on a Saturday. I was going Oxford Street, do you know what I mean? Um, and I kind of always would have liked to uh, have been a little bit fitter, but I never kind of thought fitness was for me. And locked up, well, no, tell me like October kind of started. And I thought, you know what? I turned 30 a couple of years ago. I remember my metabolism changed. I literally just mm. breathed and, and put on weight. I wasn't eating the best. And I kind of thought, you know, what? I need to do something about it. Now I'm 30. And, um, couple of years rolled on past 30 and then so October I started going to the gym met a PT so I was going a couple of times a week and kind of started to find my feet with it and then as we went into lockdown I had this kind of thing I just thought you know what well if you don't do something now you're going to spend however long we're in this lockdown self-isolating with a fridge yeah. So I yeah. thought, you know, rather than just, it had to go one way or the other. So I thought I, I'm going to consciously try and use this time because never in my life, and touch with, we'll never have that again where we're not able to leave the house and that kind of uncertainty mm. for everyone. Mm. But I thought, try and be productive with this time. So fitness was my thing. I'd get up every morning, train. Obviously, no Amazing. gyms was open, open, so it was all just stuff in the garden. I'd use my one walk a day for my fitness or go for a run. So um, really, like, you were really self-motivated, weren't you? That's a huge yeah, thing. Massively. And, and it so it just kind of switched in my head. But for me, more than anything, it's not the, the body that I, I get from training. No. It's what it does for my head and my mind. Mental health doesn't, do you not think fitness, even like with me, I'm not fit, but I like to have a walk now and again. And it's a bit like, it just clears your head, doesn't it? Oh, it's the best thing by far that anyone can ever, ever do for your mind. And honestly, I don't, whether it's the the endorphins you get or or from the being out, the fresh air, just everything about it, it, for me, mind alone, if it didn't change my body, I wouldn't care. I would do it for the head alone, you know? And do you think that, I, I think anyway, I'm going to ask you this, but I actually think you've, you're just naturally positive. But do you think that um, getting fitter and actually seeing the results of what you're doing, your hard work keeping fit and the buzz you get from it, um, do you think that makes you a more positive person? Um, yeah, probably. I, I'd say definitely because with training, I've, I've looked back at what I eat and, and I guess like anything, like if it was a car, I wasn't feeding my body the best. And I guess it's like not putting the right petrol into a car. So eating better, I guess, in in, in fact, has then done my head better and been clearer for that. And then the training side of everything. So things just kind of fell into place. 
And you and of course, the fitter you get, the more you realise that you don't need all the junk that we can at times put in our body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also wanted just to talk about you've got a radio show, haven't you? I have. Yeah. So tell I'm... me, tell me about it, and how did that come about? What happened there? So so fortunate again. Like I, I, as I say, I, I love doing presenting and hosting and stuff, and. I was asked if I would. I've been a guest on Food Bar a couple of times, and I'd been a guest. I love during, Food Bar. Yeah, it's amazing, and I'd been a guest for them during lockdown. And I think a few weeks later, my management then got in touch, and the one of the hosts at the time, I, I don't know if she was on holiday or was ill or, or something, couldn't couldn't um, couldn't work that week. So I was asked if I'd be a, a guest host, and then. Yeah, kind of was just guest hosting and guest hosting and guest hosting, and now, and now I'm um, yeah You've got a regular uh, slot. Yeah, regular slot. So and is it is it called getting gobby with Bobby the same? No, so this one is called Access All Areas, and it's every Thursday evening six till seven, and I just love it. We have like three celebs every week that we speak to and talk to, and just put the worlds to rights. A bit of showbiz gossip at the top of the show. Have a lovely Amazing. little chat because again, like I say, I'm so interested in people. So to to sit there and just speak to people, especially during this time, because I think everyone's just so fascinated to know how, how we're all getting through it. Because none of us have ever been in I this mean, situation. How, how before. have we all got? When you look back to the beginning of the year, how have we all got through this? Uh, and uh, to be very honest, even though it's been so difficult, the time's just flown. Do you not think? Yeah, I do not know where this year's gone. So kind of. Feel, I, I don't. Last few months have just disappeared, and now that we're starting to see Halloween stuff in the shops, I'm thinking, right, then Christmas is coming. So that's kind of before we know it. Twenty twenty is kind of gone. So hoping well, for I a don't... much more positive twenty one. I think I think so. I think it's going to be, to be honest, I mean, talking to you as a friend, I think it's going to be at least five years before we all feel as if we're out of the woods and I think in that five-year period we're going to get a vaccine it's going to like really really dip and then we'll have a little bit where it'll come up again then it'll do. it's a bit of a roller coaster ride but I think that you know by the time that they've I don't know you could say practice this vaccine or it's been out there and then I think there'll be three or four different vaccines and um it's 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 going to be around us for a long time yet you know on and off don't you think yeah uh, absolutely and I kind of think we, as a whole, though, how well everyone's just adapted to it, like, don't you think? I just think it's oh, yeah. so showing just how how amazing people are. Well, what would we do, though, without without the technology that we have? It would be just dreadful, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. If this had been, like, 15 years ago, can you imagine? Before, yeah. I mean, I'll be really honest. I didn't even know what Zoom was before lockdown came along. And then oh, now it's man. become such a massive part of our lives. But being able to FaceTime friends and family when we're not amazing. able to see them... It's helped so many people still be able to semi-work, which is incredible. So what would you like to see happening in the future? How how would you like to feel um, we were all, what we were all looking for? What, what, what are your views on the future? How would you like to see the future panning out for, for you and for your loved ones? So I want... That's such a good question. I would just like to think I want everyone to to be happy, uh, to, to have our health and our because uh, health is wealth, isn't it? Yeah. So if it, as long as everyone's happy and healthy, 
And what about your campaign? Where do you see, because I think you were right earlier on when you said that, you know, getting a law passed um, in Parliament, making it the law of the land is huge. But with your campaign, I don't think, do you, that it can just end with, with, with a law? I think that, you know, you've put yourself out there, you've put this on your shoulders, you're carrying this. Where do you see your campaign going? Oh, it's something that I'm so passionate about and I, and I really will not stop campaigning and petitioning and, and speaking about it because it's such a massive thing at the moment. It is such a problem for so many people. And I mean, and I'm no psychologist or doctor or anything, but I, there has to be the increase we've seen in mental health over the last few years and the way social media is, there has to be some kind of knock-on effect I think back to if I was at school, if someone was getting bullied at school, it would be in a classroom or in a playground, but you went home at half past three and then you were safe again until we got back to the school gate Then the following mm. day. That isn't how it is now for kids. All kids have phones, have tablets. Technology is a completely different thing to how it was when I was a kid. And I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm glad we didn't have the social media and then pressures. I think being a teenager and a kid's hard enough, without com- comparing yourself to people. I'm a big believer that comparison's a thief of joy. And when people sit there scrolling through and, and comparing themselves and then going through the dark side, if they are getting bullied and trolled online, there's no getting away from it. And phones, I mean, oh, I'm, I'll hold my hands up. Like, it's the first thing I look at in the morning is my phone and it's probably the last thing I look at at night. It's, so it's, do you think with the law and with Parliament, do they have to go to people like Google or like Apple, people like that, don't they, and have a conversation? Yeah, well, yes? I think these massive social media companies that are making an absolute fortune for, from ads and everything can, as, as well as everything, like they're, they're global. There's more they can do. I'm, again, I'm, I appreciate that it's a really hard thing at the minute, but this is not been around for a week or two. This, this is a, an ongoing problem. And these, these big wigs and the CEOs of these companies do need to sit back and have these conversations going, like, what can we do to protect our users? Do you, do you think that they would benefit by having psychologists on the board? Do you know what I mean? To, to look at it, because you, you, so rightly you're saying that it causes horrific mental health issues, doesn't it, for so many of these people that have to experience this, um, so much so that they'll take their own lives and, you know, yeah. do dreadful things to themselves. So maybe having a psychologist or having, you know, all different sorts of psychologists on the board, these these people that are just looking at, they're just number crunching, aren't they? Yeah. They're just looking at the amount of people that use their service. I know, I think you're right. I think you've opened up here issues that... Um, people haven't even thought of, let alone, you know, people might say they they were just sort of brushing it under the carpet. There's a lot of issues here that I've never thought of that you've made me think about. So your campaign, you know, Bobby, is something that, you know, you can't give up. Oh, no, I won't. I really won't. and, And I think that your goal here is definitely to see it made a law and to carry on and look at all the issues associated with it. Because I think that... Uh, it's just for so many and it's the youngsters isn't it more than anything as you say they carry a phone with them all the time so you could say these people can attack them they're being attacked 24 7 aren't they yeah and it's so sad because as a whole as i say social media can be an amazing tool and if it was used right and there was much more firm rules and regulations in place it really could be 
the most amazing thing. And mm. I don't think it's that hard. Now that it, the conversation started, I definitely believe te- technology-wise there has to be a way we can do it. And mm. I just I just hope that these companies and Parliament continue and that eventually this this just changes. And, and by the time I have children and grandchildren, no one will even know what trolling is. It'll just be something online yeah. that yeah, we'll look well, back at in, so. in years to come and go, oh, my God, do you remember when people used to think it was all right to do that? Yeah. No, well, I just think you're you're an amazing person, Bobby Norris, and oh, you, you certainly so. are so so inspirational. Listen, Bobby, I want to thank you so much for speaking to me and for all my listeners to be able to hear the wonderful Don't You All Think of Her. Let's give this Bobby a round of applause, everybody. Oh. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you Thanks so much lot, for Bobby. having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Join me next time with another exciting guest. Don't forget to download, share and subscribe.